Greetings, Quester, and welcome to the Quest Report with Matt and Richard. And on this Quest Report, we're trying to catch the horrendous Jack the Ripper. Well, you were trying to catch him. I was trying to catch him, and indeed I did catch him. Yeah, I had different agendas during that game. (laughs) So, um, we're going to be talking on this episode about a game called Letters from Whitechapel. It's the revised edition from Fantasy Flight Games, uh, in which it's basically a one versus all game. Uh, You've got one player, who is Jack the Ripper. (laughs) His objective is to... Um, make make the killing and return to his secret lair. Yeah, and it's on several nights, isn't it? Yes, over four different nights, and this is uh, achieved by him using hidden movement. Meanwhile, a team of policemen, uh, one of which will be the lead investigator for a particular round, will attempt to track his movements and make the arrest. In order to win, if they do that, they win the game. Mm. And Jack also has the restriction of fifteen movements each night yeah he's only allowed to move by 15 places so we have a big map of Whitechapel the police will be moving their little figures around to try and catch him and Jack won't be on the board but he will be writing down where he goes on on the little chart and yeah basically if it gets to past 15 moves you'd have to basically circle the whole of Whitechapel to do that (laughs) we say 15 uh, some of them he can use coaches, for example, to make a double movement, move two points instead of one. Yeah. So it might not be fifteen turns because be if you turns, use yeah. the coach, that will you'll be you'll move fifteen spaces. Yeah, but it won't be it fifteen turns. Yeah. Um, you've also got the option to use alleyways, haven't you? But I'll let mm. you explain that because you were Jack. Yes. Yes. It was Jack. I had to decide when I was going to make the murder. When there would be these. Uh, we well, say as Jack. Around. I mean, just in general, you have to decide. <laughs> yeah, 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 we all have the choice of whether or not to do a murder, <laughs> but don't do a murder. <laughs> but yeah, we um, we have to. We dry. We these little pawns will be moving along, and these are called wretched pawns, mm-hmm. or just the wretched in the rule book. And these are Jack's victims. Yeah, these are the, the possible victims. So. As the police are moving around, this is during the hell phase of the game, which is like the first of every night. It would be like the hell phase. And they would be wandering around. The police would be trying to kind of move around to be able to protect them, basically, because they know one of them's going to die. This is interesting, isn't it? Because Mm. Jack has the option. Jack always goes first in the hell phase. He's got the option to immediately strike one of the wretched down or to wait. If Mm. he waits the lead investigator can move some of those wretched tokens yeah. in the hopes of bringing them to uh, maybe closer to the uh, police, for example, or to bring them into a more organised way to make it easier to yeah. sort of cordon off that area. To protect them. And the longer, so the longer Jack waits to strike, the, more, the better position the police can get themselves into. But alternatively, the longer Jack waits, he can also see which of the patrols are reels and which real patrols and which of them are decoys yeah some of them are going to be fake but yeah there'll be seven on the board two of them are fake so he can if he if he can figure out which ones are fake he's got a better chance of then getting away from the police hasn't he yeah well i just found that um sometimes like some of the police would be too clumped together or the Mm. wretched would be too clumped together so i wanted them to spread out a bit before i strike and yeah, it's not just about getting away. It's also which one of these is he going to murder? Mm. 
Because, like, if during the course of it one of them becomes a bit isolated or wanders a bit near where my secret base is, <laughs> then that's going to be the one that's going to unfortunately die. So, yeah, you have to make the decision. It's up to Jack, really, when he strikes. And I found that bit of the game really interesting mm. because um, sometimes I thought I definitely have to just strike straight away because otherwise you guys are going to just corner me uh, because later on in the game there's less wretched to choose from. Uh, the start of the game is like five wandering around, isn't there? Because you lose one each round, don't you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, poor Jack. He <laughs> runs low on victims. <laughs> For, and who knows why? <laughs> yeah, so when one of them gets murdered, you basically remove it from the game completely. Mm. So you end up with less on, on other knights. The third knight's interesting because he's got to strike mm. twice, but we can get to that later. But yeah, the movement of the game is interesting because when you strike, that is when Jack basically enters the board. Until that point, he wasn't even on the board. So, really, it's from that point when Jack's running away from the police. And that's the point where we know where he is, because we know he's been at this location yeah. to commit the crime. And the board is broken down into two types of zones, isn't it? There's the numbered areas, which are the numbers that the zones that Jack himself will move between. And in between those, there are little black squares, which are the crossings. Mm. That's where the police will be and if they'll move to a crossing and for example they've got the opportunity to do one of two things they can look for clues uh, to see if Jack on that night and only on that night has been uh, in one of those adjacent numbered locations mm. um, and they can find up to one clue yeah they if keep asking in... around yeah. don't they? and once they find one they have to stop yeah for that particular patrol yeah. if there's another patrol uh, Jason, he can also continue searching, but each um, each patrol can only find one clue. And it's just if that number appears on my list for that night, it can be where I am right now. Yeah, and that's no different. They would just say, they would just say the number, like they say thirteen, and I'll say yes, and that means oh, they think oh, he's been there, but like I'm standing right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you, uh, the other option is to try and make an arrest. So if you could uh, say right, uh, I'm going to attempt to arrest this specific location but if you do that that's all you can do you can't try and arrest unlike looking for clues where you can keep going around the locations around you until you find one with when you make an arrest you get to choose one location it's a one shot but if Jack's there you've won the game Matt was quite a vestie for most of the game <laughs> more than the others I like the idea of arresting people which is I suppose yeah. a, a worrying personality trait <laughs> well when um, you're the police then it's a good way to go like there's a killer on the loose yeah I wanted to arrest Jack so in the later ones there was a couple of times where I thought I'm pretty sure you've either been in this location or mm. you are in this location um, and I think I tried to arrest was it three times or something like that yeah and on the yeah. third time I got you yeah, you did. Yeah, my sister was. She was playing with us. She was the lead investigator on that one, and she kept trying to get you to search for clues instead of arresting. Sometimes, <laughs> but Captain uh, <laughs> was like making a, a network of where the police would be, uh, so that like stop me getting through, and it would work really well. And because like most of you were looking for clues, but Matt was there like arresting random people in the middle <laughs> of the One of which turned out to be Jack. So there you go. Yeah, just a lot of other innocent people in prison. <laughs> <laughs> The, uh, one of the things that's interesting about this is that when you start as the police, you have no idea where Jack's base is going to be. Uh, you, what, what you can do is, at the end of the first night, you can think, right, well, he's made this many movements from this space. So this means he could be within this particular 
part of the board. Mm-hmm. And then in subsequent nights, you can do the same thing again to think, well, he was gone from here to here. Is this many moves? And you can sort of mentally try and narrow down the, the possible locations. Yeah. And that's what we did in this. And by the time it got to the fourth night, we had a very, very good idea within sort of a couple of spaces as to where you were one space your away. base. Yeah. Because yeah. it has to be the same base every night. So mm. that's why on the second night, I ran around everywhere. Yeah. And it, the second night, last that round lasted a long time because I went the wrong way on purpose and doubled back on myself to get back to my mm. base just to try and lead them off. And it worked for a while. But yeah, by the fourth night, you'd narrowed down where my base was. And my base was at 52. Mm. Um, Matt guessed at the end that it was 54, which was just next to it. Mm. So, yeah. But that's how it should be, really. Yeah, and it was quite interesting. I mean, there, I will say, as when you're playing this, you, if your um, policeman ends up being on the other side of the board when the, the murder takes place, you initially go... I'm basically going to have to sit this one out. But that's not necessarily the case, because depending on where the base is, there can be plenty of time for you to get from where you are to where Jack's going. you oh, think yeah. Jack's going to be or where Jack's across, been. It? it moves around the board quite quickly. Mm. Um, there are times where you think, oh, I wish I could arrest after I've searched for clues. But the, that's the whole point. You've got to choose one or the other. And mm. if you've got a real strong hunch as to where Jack is, then you better make that arrest. Because <laughs> if you don't, unless you've got another player or another uh, patrolling right next to that spot as well he's going to be gone by the time that you have another chance to arrest and get a coach yeah <laughs> or zipping through an alleyway yeah. and it is generally speaking that it's quite exciting thinking oh we're on the trail we're mm. we're, we're catching up to where jack is uh, is jack near me and you, and that thought of when you know you are close do i make that arrest or do i search for clues but generally speaking, there's not a great deal to do as the police in this. No, you, we, uh, apart from teamwork. Apart from teamwork. Which is nice. Um, and it's nice to work with other players. I think if it was one versus all, but you were just... Because you could play this controlling with one per, player controlling all of the police. You just have to divide up the five police yeah. amongst how many there are. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so one person could control all five of those. But I think in that case, it would be lacking because you wouldn't have that feel of... Um, right, we're all in this together. Let's no. let's find this guy and trying to work out between you know amongst yourselves what to do and how to divide yeah. your patrols. It was quite good um, watching the discussions between you guys of uh, trying to decide where it was. And I tried not to give away anything if one of you would guessed very accurately. <laughs> it made me worried. <laughs> so there is that. I I do think that this is a very enjoyable game mm. that a lot of people would probably. Um, enjoy from that perspective yeah. and if you want what, what do you think about the role as Jack um, I, I loved it because basically it was me versus all of you guys and I knew stuff you didn't know <laughs> and that was very fun but I do imagine I would like it as the police as well although it could get quite frustrating sometimes because like on that first night I think you guys only managed to get one clue didn't you uh, and then I just declared that was back at my base mm. um, I would find that quite annoying Um but then the second night, you ended up getting quite a few clues, mm. and you could have like proper discussions amongst yourselves about where you thought I would gone. So I thought that was quite interesting. But yeah, as Jack, mm. I thought it, once when you really know what you're doing, which I had spent quite a few days reading the rules. So that's why I chose to be Jack because it does say that the the one most familiar with the rules should be Jack. Mm. Um, I did love it, yeah, because. I was able to formulate my own little plans and then just see if they worked. 
and I did a lot of trying to look at the wrong part of the board because I know you guys wouldn't wouldn't be being sneaky or anything but you can't help but just notice that if I'm looking at one side of the board more but than the rest. But this is it, you don't need so, to yeah. do that though because you've got the board on on your map. You've got to. your yeah. right here is what's called the jack screen. I was and you've got uh, the map with all the locations on there as well. So you you don't actually have to look at the board particularly as as Jack, other than registering where the police are. Yeah, but I was having to yeah, like I was having to note where mm. all the police were because I can't see that on my little board here. No. Um, so basically, I was trying to get a, a vague idea of what the numbers were here. I, I would like look at where I was, where I wanted to go, try and memorize that number, then look in the wrong place for a while, <laughs> <laughs> and then double check on here, and then like then write it down and. Um, but yeah, all that stuff was fun. We yeah. only played the base game. There are uh, different modules you can use within the base game. Like there's certain cards that do different things, don't, mm. aren't they? Um, and there is also the expansion, the uh, Dear Boss expansion. I think it's called. Which you've just got, yeah. Which I've I've just got, and it um, it does add a few different things. I mean, the most the, the first thing it does, which doesn't really affect the gameplay at all, is it replaces the little markers with different little miniatures. So you've got miniatures for the wretched, you've got these little black uh, coloured jack markers, they just go and then you've got them, yeah. yeah, which are only to track like track the, the round and, and, like and how many movements Jack's He's done. Never on the board. No. And then you've got little coloured uh, policemen as well, so you've got red, yeah. yellow, uh, brown, blue, green. They look like they're working harder than I imagined. Yeah. <laughs> they're like running and blowing a whistle <laughs> and trying to catch I think him. I might have to paint one up as uh, Sam Vimes. But the, yeah. um, they... They're nicer than the original markers, but they don't change the gameplay at all. Mm. Um, the other other things that it does is it adds different cards, uh, which will restrict, for example, there's cards that will restrict Jack's uh, ability to choose where his base is going to be, where um, I think where the murders are going to be are affected as well. Uh, there are ones that affect what ab special abilities the coach, the alleyways he uses, yeah. or may stipulate that he uses one on a particular round. Yeah, it constrains things. A bit yeah, and it just it. alters, and it um, it allows you as well to increase the difficulty because there's different. It brings in difficulty settings of one through four, uh, which again are, are more based on what Jack can do. This card's there for the police and also for the wretched, which is interesting. So yeah. it adds, in <laughs> some ways, wretched. it feels like it adds more historical information to the game. Well, because all a, those cards yeah. are all based on, for example, the Jack cards are based on actual suspects from the original investigation. Yeah. The wretched give you information on the various uh, victims of Jack the Ripper. But I think the nights that this is set on is actual nights when murders happen. It was, and yeah. There, there is a lot in the rule book. There's little like clippings mm. of... And it gives you information about different ones yeah. of the victims. So, and yeah. there are people that love, uh, you know, researching historical crimes, for example, mm. um, with podcasts that historic, uh, you know, cr uh, true crimes and mm. all sorts of uh, yeah, it's interesting. podcasts are based around crime. And this, I think if you like that sort of thing, it's almost a must for you. Mm hmm. Because you'll you'll be able to have it this game, but you'll also be learning about the history of it as well. Uh, personally, I I'm interested in in those because I find investigations in themselves can be quite interesting. Mm -hmm. I've always liked crime novels and and films and everything. As a game, this is quite enjoyable, and I think I can play it with a lot of people. Right. Yeah. I think the obvious comparison for me is to compare this to um, Fury of Dracula. Yeah. Which is another hidden movement game, which is again a one versus all, um, where you're moving around the board without anyone seeing you and they're trying to catch you. 
in that there's more things that you can do there because if they catch up to Dracula, Dracula can fight them and try and escape. Yeah. Uh, he can lay traps. The uh, the hunters can do use different abilities and it's things. Got combat in it. As yeah, well, it's got it? a, yeah. it's got combat which this game doesn't have. So that is definitely like a, a more in depth version of this. Mm, yeah. Um, but my, it's not for everybody. No. Well, my sister was saying that it's also like Scotland Yard. She apparently she played that with some of her friends back home, and that was a bit similar where you would write down movements. Mm. Yeah. So it's like a hidden movement game as well. So that's. I think this is another version. I think she said this one's a little bit more involved or mm. something. So it's quite a few hidden movement games. One of the mm. ones that uh, one of the other popular hidden movement games is Spectre Ops, and that again uses that kind of yes. system. Um, but this, as I say, I would recommend this one. I think it's enjoyable. It's a good price. As I would well. definitely recommend this. Yeah, I think lots of people would find it fun, and I think they might be surprised by how much they enjoy it. I think it's quite interesting. To I think once you'd got past like that first night and Jack had got back to his mm. base, you'd be like really wanting to get to the next night to try mm. and see if you can catch him this time. So yeah, and that is one of the things about it trying to work out where that base is so mm. you can be in the right place to intercept him and things like that. So there is things to do in this game. Um, it doesn't feel like you're you're doing much in the sense of actions, but it's all about the deduction of trying to work out where Jack's been, where he's going to. It's all the thinking. It's all the thinking. Mm. So. This is Letters from Whitechapel from Fantasy Flight Games. Farewell, Questa. To find out about other productions by the Middlesome Meeples, then check out our channel or rendezvous with us at middlesomemeeples.com. Until next time, Questa, farewell and keep thine axe sharp.